Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. My name is John McCree, and you're listening to Eleven, the official theatre podcast. Hello, and welcome to Eleven, the official theatre podcast that brings the biggest stars and creatives together in one place to discuss life in the arts. He's the Olivier nominee that's become one of the UK's biggest stars. Known for his signature turn as Jamie New in the original company of Everybody's Talking About Jamie, he's now introducing a whole new and much younger generation of theatre lovers into the world of the Kit Kat Club and Cabaret, a show that sees him star alongside Sex Education's Amy Lou Wood. So here, in an exclusive conversation in the closing weeks of his time in Cabaret, we discuss playing the MC in the record-breaking and history-making West End production of Cabaret, and what the reality of playing such a signature role is like, including sharing the stage each night with such a talent like Amy as Sally Bowles, and getting a front row seat to see her achieve a lifelong dream in playing the role. Plus, we discuss the rise in immersive theatre and why he actually embraces it, but it's a new challenge for him, what it's like being a key figure for those younger generation of theatre-goers seeing a play or musical, and why he loves that, and of course, his star turn as Jamie New. So let's head backstage at the Kit Kat Club to meet the wonderful John McCree, here now on this, the next episode of Eleven, the official theatre podcast. To ensure the safety of all involved in this episode of Eleven, John and I connected with this conversation digitally, so please forgive any brief moments while we wait for the internet to catch up. Enjoy. Please help me welcome to this, the next episode of Eleven. He's the Olivier-nominated actor that's now taking on one of the most recognisable and fun roles in the world of theatre. So let's get into it. Hello, John McCree. How are you? Hello. I'm good. I'm good. I'm in my dressing room. So if you hear any announcements, um, just ignore them. We can ignore them, but it's embracing the world of theatre, which feels very yeah. lucky. To just be able to talk about theatre, celebrate theatre, and most importantly, mm. celebrate this extraordinary production of Cabaret, which has taken literally the West End. I went to New York in January. People were talking about 
about it there. Everyone is obsessed. Everyone is just desperate, A, to see it, and B, to talk about the casting, because literally, it is like superstar at a superstar in it, and you're one of those superstars that has taken the reins in the show. Before we talk specifics, are you having the best time? I actually, do you know what I actually am? I am, this is the, I think this is the most fun I've ever had on stage, and off, actually. Had you had the opportunity to see it before you joined? I did, yeah. I actually saw it, um, for those of you that don't know, the show's set on New Year's Eve, a portion of it, and uh, I actually saw it on New Year's Eve okay. with Eddie and Jesse. In so I saw the original cast, and that was amazing. And then, and then, yes, they said, "Do you want to see it again after I got the role?" And I, after tossing the idea around for a bit, I decided to go and I go and see it again. Was it weird then going back, knowing that's soon to be you? It was. It was weird. Yeah, because the first time I watched it, I I didn't have any any thought of even being in it or even auditioning for it. I, I knew I, I was something I'd like to do, but you know. I think most actors feel that way when they see anything on stage. They're like, oh, I don't give that a go. Then, but, but then seeing it the second time actually was more useful than anything else because I was watching it with a sort of a different lens. I was looking at more practical things, you know, about changes and about and how long do I have in between the scene and that scene. So it was, it was, it was sort of watching a completely different show. Talk to me about where Cabaret sits in terms of the roles that you say you want to, want to play on stage because a lot of people, when they're coming up in like drama school, just falling in love with theatre, this is on the bucket list regardless of if you practically think it may be possible or if you just dream about playing it it's legendary it's iconic yeah. so now that you're there now it, this is a very big reality for you right now is it living up to everything that you would want it to be is it as special as we think it is yeah i mean i didn't it wasn't necessarily a role i don't have those like bucket list roles really i can see i can i can see why why it is so it's such a such an um enticing part when you see it but my only um my only knowledge of it was alan cumming i'd never seen i still to this day haven't seen the film um, what? What? what i know i know i need i really need to watch it i've not seen it but yeah it feels amazing to play and um it's definitely i think i i, I think the reason maybe the reason it wasn't really a bucket list role other than the fact that i don't really have them is because i hadn't ever seen it live mm. i'd only sort of seen clips of the alan cumming version on the internet so i think it's the kind of thing if I was a young kid seeing it, I'd go, oh yeah, I, I'd love to give that a go. Whereas um, our, our Sally Bowles, Amy Lou Wood, uh, Sally was a dream role of hers. I think I think from like a wildly, wildly young age, like too young to be dreaming of playing Sally Bowles, but she was anyway. And so watching her achieve that dream is really it's quite special to, to be alongside for that journey. I love that you mentioned that because Amy is on that What's On Stage award, I think, What's On Stage interview, I believe it is, actually going to see this production and saying, I want to play this role I would love to do it and it's actually oh, really? happened I mean the world's all pushing back yes actually she said we were talking about this the other day there's a moment in which um, Sally Bowles uh, throws a cigarette into the audience and when she watched the production she caught the cigarette so it was almost like she was catching the baton even though you know there were actresses in between it, they, I like the, uh, there's a quite uh, there's a, if you're into that sort of psychedelic stuff I think the universe was working for her then I'm so into that my brain is now thinking what do I need to tell people or go and see to be able to to do because mm, yeah <laughs> i'm like oh okay there's i'd like to be a millionaire let's start off with that one how about that yeah so, i mean i also i chuck i chuck a cigarette into the audience so i'm i'm now thinking like who can i chuck it at who would be funny to see play this role <laughs> you should send it to the most non-lead yeah. ever and be like you well, let's go rogue yeah, let's go to you exactly. <laughs> can you talk to me about the audience part of it because as much as we joke about the mm. cigarette part of that it might seem obscure if you're just going to i'm going to do air quotes about a traditional piece of theater that there'd mm. be that interaction between audience and cast but this production 
it, the audience are like the extra player, right? Yeah, the Kit Kat Club, which is where it's set, really is is the building itself. I mean, you know, it's not even referred to as the Playhouse anymore, is it? Really, it's called the Kit Kat Club. It is. A, it's a weird. It's. It's. I guess it's what you would call, for lack of a better term, an immersive production, which I know is a popular thing at the moment. As as begins the minute you walk in. It's an odd thing to do as an actor because it's it's a it's a weird sort of relationship that you get you, this unspoken thing that you have to have with them, which you really want them to enjoy themselves and almost participate. You want to make sure that they're getting the story and that they're that they're really invested in what they're watching. And sometimes, sometimes I I can see some people are slightly uncomfortable being part of like you know some I guess sometimes it's like it's the only thing I can liken it to is I would I would personally never really choose to go and watch stand-up comedy because I'm terrified of that fourth wall being broken in some way. I, I like fourth wall, whereas this production sort of gets rid of it. Because there are levels to the theatre, you can, if you want to just be an observer, you can be. And you, there is that traditional element of the theatre like you referenced, but also this wonderful sort of dining experience that you can have, which... Dining! Which, I mean, champagne. do you not get hungry? I'm, yeah, I'm constantly hungry. No, uh, I, I... But no, it's weird sometimes when you can hear the clink-clink of... Um, of like you know cutlery and or glasses but it's nice because it really adds to the to this like we are in a in a in a club environment and actually it's really useful for my character because all i do is speak to the audience i don't speak to any of the other characters on stage really i refer to them but i don't speak directly to them so it was an odd thing to rehearse because there is no audience so it was tricky but then when you get them it's so it's so alive night after night you just don't know what you're gonna get which is which is thrilling it must be exciting as well for you as a creative to know that when people come into a show like this because it's such a staple because people adore it you know it's arguably one of their favorite pieces and when this when this interview is over i'm going to show you the cabaret poster that i have from when liza did oh, it on my yes. wall i'm going to show you in a second but people come in loving it already they know they're going to have a good time so i guess as a creative you know they're on your side and they're going to go along the journey with you and that must be nice it's amazing but also we have been surprised about i mean amy and i have spoken about this about how how many people don't know the actual story hmm. so they know the songs and they know the gist but a lot of people don't know how dark it gets and that's fascinating to see them really react to that in real time which is amazing it's amazing to think that this like anything uh, that uh, like any great revival or any revival in general that this will be some people's first iteration of, of of the piece and that's so magical to think wow i might be the first mc that someone's ever seen one thing that i think the west end deserves a lot of credit for at the moment are people's first experiences and the fact that it's being very successful in drawing first time theater goers particularly younger people people that traditionally wouldn't connect with our industry they're coming mm. in you know i was talking the other day about cheryl going to 222 and the fact that a whole new generation yeah. will go to see a play which they've probably never done before i can yeah. imagine you know the younger people that you connected with at jamie also amy will have a lot of people that have watched her on tv come like that's nice to be part of that conversation and that experience it is i mean it is and, and anything we can do to keep making theater more accessible for everyone is something definitely i'm passionate about um even more so, I think we could always push it further, um, not just this production specifically, but all of them. Having a diverse audience is really important. The, Jamie was great because it was brand new music and it was pop music, but to introduce people to this incredible score if they've never heard it before. I mean, it's unlike, it's so, it's one of the best scores I think ever written. So so to, to think again, that some people are having their first experience with, it's like, you know, you're almost a bit jealous. I would like to go back and hear some of these songs for the first time myself. But knowing they're so 
legendary and iconic and brilliant you then have to go on stage and perform them so how does that work mm. with like you thinking oh it's now my turn to live up to to all this legacy is do you embrace that or are you slightly terrified i'm <laughs> i i'm pretty oblivious to everything uh, that goes on ever especially <laughs> i don't I, 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 I suppose what i'm saying is i don't tend to think of things outside of the the here and now otherwise i think i'd go insane maybe it's maybe it's a self-protection tool i don't think about the bigger picture because i think i'd freak out and i'd freeze if i do tonight you, it'll be your fault by the way no 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 uh, i'm so sorry <laughs> no no yeah no and just and also well, you know when you're on stage you're, i'm just i'm only on stage with the actors i'm on like everything just exists in that one moment because everybody is like doing the best work that they possibly can in and also theatre is so interesting because it's so transient because that audience is you're you're having that shared experience that night you know and tomorrow night it could be completely different and so so yeah I try, I'd really try to just stick stick to to present moment just so that I think that's also the only way that you can tell the story yeah and also for consistency you can't be influenced by a opinions but also the outside world because you're supposed to be present in a moment that's of similar ilk every single night right I mean you can obviously go with an audience especially in a production like this but the joy is that's a one-time experience for them and you yeah exactly that's that's exactly that's exactly it and also I'm I'm also not I, I, I guess this is slightly contradictory to what I've what I've just said but in terms of bigger picture I'm also not unaware that a lot of amazing work was done with the original cast so like we are stepping into something that has been created really strongly it has real strong roots and we just get to, we're so lucky that we get to have fun with it now and sort of uh flourish it you know blossom it a bit more in our own way having been part of uh, of an original cast before there's really you know blood sweat and tears goes into it and i'm we are really riding on the back of all of those people that were in that rehearsal room back then and that's something i'm always quite aware of so so it, and it, it's a privilege to sort of carry on their work for them how much of a blueprint is this production in terms of what came in that original cast but then also how much say do you get in where you want to go with it because you, only you can deliver a performance that's great to you. And I guess how much say yeah. do you have in, I want to bring myself to this, or is it trying to follow a similar pattern? I think the creative team are quite um, conscious of not trying to influence us to do things the way they have been done before. Inevitably, I think when things are really, when, when something is a great choice, actors will stumble upon it again and again and again. So I'm inevitably probably doing some of the same things that every single MC has done because it's just the easiest, the best, the most obvious, wonderful choice for that for that particular moment. But also, Will, for those that don't know, the, the sort of it's a relatively sparse stage. So in terms of staging, A, there's not really a million places you can go. And it just so happens that the MC is usually sort of central to somewhere near the middle just because there's so much going on around him or, you know, so in terms of staging, it's pretty similar. But um, I felt very, I felt a lot of artistic freedom to, to sort of do my version of the MC. And it's a really interesting world because there's nothing about it. Like there's not really an outline to the character. There's no grew up here age, there's no backstory, there's nothing. So I'm quite lucky to just dive head first 
how much does the look of him play in what you do? Because I guess this is almost the opposite of where most traditional roles go in that the makeup comes off, not goes on. And it tends to be the other way in roles. Is, is, is that a different experience as an actor to almost take that away and almost expose more of yourself? Yeah, I mean, the, yeah. So our, in this production, the MC is at his barest towards the end, I suppose you would say. But the looks are so important to the character and the amazing design by Tom Scott is like and the makeup by Guy Common is 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 so fun every night it's I love usually putting on make a load a shit load of makeup is quite it's quite boring it's, it's quite an arduous sight and then you gotta scrub it off but I have every time they I, they I put on this wonderful makeup every night it just something it really clicks you in because I think in some ways this version of the MC certainly mine is is he's a bit of a he's a bit of a clown he's a bit of a jester so so he's constantly put, taking on, putting on one mask, taking it off. They're almost like masks, you know, this, these makeups. In fact, one of them is designed to look exactly like a mask. So, uh, and the costume, the, I, I find it really, I find all of the visual stuff a real help rather than a hindrance. Sometimes it can just be a lot of faff and it feels like it's, oh, I'm wearing a wig and it's taking me, you know, whatever. Whereas in this production, don't know what I'd do without the amazing costumes. They really sort of drop you right into the middle of it. Speaking of being in the middle, I was going to say that the, the physical element of this role is also very, very iconic. And you get that amazing entrance at the start of the show without spoiling anything that is just like, they don't get better than that. Let's be honest. That must they be like, here no. we go. They also don't get more terrifying than that, though, on your first night. Yeah. But it's a drum roll. I come on I come on stage for a drum roll. Can you imagine anything more anxiety-inducing than a drum roll? When you're already, like, when your heart's already in your throat, a, a wonderful cast member, Michelle, s suggested that I, ha like, get a recording of the drum roll and just listen to it whenever I'm feeling slightly anxious and sort of change the, I guess it's sort of like, you know, torture tactic, isn't it? It's <laughs> to change the intention of it. And I did, and I've got to say it really helped until the first night, and then it all just went out the window. And I was like, <laughs> That's a genius way to do it, actually, almost to become neutralised to it. Yeah, it was almost like it became the thing that calmed me down instead of the thing that stressed me out. So mm. if I was feeling a bit overwhelmed, I'd play the drum roll and try and centre myself. And uh, yeah, it was really helpful, but it is it is absolutely fucking terrifying. It's a real quote-unquote moment. It's, yeah. it's, it's really, really cool. And again, I, I don't want to spoil anything, but this beauty of the staging is quite something. Well, and I will say this, actually, one of the things that is, makes me incredibly lucky to have the entrance I have every night is that the audience are already so with you because of our amazing prologue company. They've already been watching a show for the last 45 minutes anyway. Mm -hmm. So it's not like I'm coming on to dead silence and everyone's been sat there waiting for it to start. And like, you know, that can be tricky coming on stage to, to dead air. Whereas it's almost like our kettle's fully boiling by the time I do enter. And honestly, without our, pro our, our prologue company, I'd say do about 90% of the hard work before you even get there. Talk to me about act two, because when I came to see the show, I was having a great time. And then there was an interval and I thought, oh, this is great. And I had a, a drink and a nice chat. And then suddenly I was dancing on stage like a bunny. Like I was like, oh, I didn't realize I was gonna be part of this. It's quite the unexpected act start to a second act. It is, it is, it's, it's quite, and, it, and it's weird because then all of a sudden after that, the energy shifts really quickly. And we have to uh, we have to ask the audience and trust that they're going to just go along with us. We know we got you really hyped up and gave you loads of sugar and loads of alcohol and got you on stage, but actually now it's really serious. Now, you know, and sometimes <laughs> that can be pretty tricky. It's 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 a it's a it's a it's a knife edge that you're walking there. Sometimes watch that moment on a screen every night because I'm not on stage at that point, and it's just joy to watch people 
just I mean just just to get involved and and again it, it just I think it just reminds them that this is not your typical sit down be quiet observe kind of show and you're here to enjoy it and you pay to enjoy it and well you know don't get me wrong you do sometimes get the get the audience members that absolutely do not they, they don't want to get and you can't you know and they've been offered a hand come on stage and you can see the white fear in their in their face and they don't want to do it and that's really fun to watch as well <laughs> basically torturing the audience is what you're telling us yeah. can you talk to me about working with amy because she's such a wonderfully kind human being i've had the pleasure of interviewing her and, and she really is as, as good as it gets as far as i'm concerned in terms of real people and now you get to spend lots of time with her and it must be pretty awesome it's so much fun we are peas in a pod we're having a great time i mean it's really a quite specific thing to, to come into her and um and I and Nathan we sort yes. of you know we have this strong bond because we were the three cast members that joined a company of people that had been together for a while already which is my first time experiencing that and I think the other two as well um but honestly we we, we have such a great time and I'm in awe of what she does every night it's it's a really interesting thing and this is something that Eddie was really interested in exploring which is why this production does it in the first place is exploring the link between these two characters because I believe in the other productions they're not necessarily ever linked together yeah. whereas actually in our production there's some they're like magnets is the way he described it um either pushing towards each other or pulling away from each other so would that be the other way around pulling towards each other or pushing like, anyway yeah. my brain stopped there for a minute but um yeah so it's so it's actually fascinating to to be with her on stage every night because i don't actually interact with her i just get to watch her and i do sometimes just break out of character ever so slightly go god this she's this girl she's just amazing and then i have to go oh no john you're supposed to be acting acting now uh inverted commas <laughs> yeah honestly and then we have such a laugh off stage because we're just we and i think we have a similar temperature to, to to we have a similar approach to the work and we also have a similar temp i'll come off stage and i'll give her a look and she'll go i know you know we can just I, we've sort of we've worked out how to read each other in terms of this production and this building and the audience is night to night without actually saying much to each other at all and also it's hard to fake that you know it's either there or it's not yeah she's it amazing. is and it's and it's so much harder when it's not there and i've had to do it before and it's not there and it's and it's just make sure it's just it's, it's just a bit more work and you know when it's easy it just feels like it flies a bit more and that and i will say that is that that is the case for absolutely everybody in this building i've never worked with uh, with a more committed but also more Sort of they're committed but not in a way that that destructs them you know they're not they the work is so brilliant and then we're also all able to have a laugh and it's it's one of the most sort of communal social companies i've ever been in we all actually enjoy spending time with one another in this tiny tiny theater you have it's it it would be a nightmare if if that wasn't the case but it, it genuinely is it's it's a joy to come to work every day can you talk to me about what it's like when you do leave stage after the, uh, the stage or after the show and you get the opportunity which is something we haven't done in a while is you get the opportunity to connect in person with people that love and support you and you've created this wonderful army of fans that are incredibly loyal <laughs> they come and see you in literally everything and i know they're very very supportive and yeah. they they want to be able to support you and connect you to the work and i know that that means a lot to you it does it's amazing to see them because i don't um i don't have any social media so i don't really get a chance to interact with anyone other than in those moments uh, i will say it's a far less crowded stage door than, than jamie which is nice 
actually, because, you know, but I, it's so funny just walking out and, and recognizing people that I haven't maybe seen in four or five years, but remembering the interactions we've had and, and how quickly they all grow up, which is quite scary, you know, and, and, and for them to see something different, those uh, actually has, there has been special occasions like we were talking about earlier, where a couple of them had no previous knowledge of cabaret. So for them to see it and enjoy it, and then hopefully when there's another production or the next cast, they'll come and see it again. And that started like this chain of events is, it's just, it's really special. And it's actually, again, not something I think about until someone brings it to my attention and then you go, oh, wow, isn't that, isn't that lovely? Is that because maybe if they're not seen you on stage before but they'd like seen i know jamie on the big screen or something is that yeah a lot of them a lot of them had (laughs) i had one of them say to me the other day i didn't see you and jamie i was too young at the time which actually hurt my head a bit but um (laughs) uh yeah yeah no a lot of them had seen the uh had seen that again their first um interaction with jamie had been leighton or noah and then they'd gone back and found the you know the the version that i'd done so that's just that's the beauty of theater is that there's especially these roles that have been played by multiple people is that you know you never know when you're going to stumble across something you really enjoy and that's going to lead to members of the cabaret company this is your call to stage for warm-up this is your call to stage for warm-up thank you that's actually do you know what that's actually five minutes oh no it's like three minutes before but um see i'm doing this but usually i'd be the first one there because i'm i'm such a rule follower as soon as i hear the call I'm like, but yeah no it's really special it's really special have you been surprised by that and not just to go on too much about the fans but the fact that people really feel this need to also tell you about the importance of these respective jobs that you've had in person because it's not always an opportunity that somebody that's been moved by or connected by something gets opportunity to tell the person that you know that has created it it's it's lovely it doesn't necessarily surprise me because it's something i used to do when i was younger i used to wait outside stage doors and and get people to sign my programs and i love the show you know i was obsessed with laura michelle kelly when she was in lord of the rings i think i oh me too I just, you know, so, so it's, it's sweet. It's sweet. And we, um, and I, my friends and I talk, it's never lost on us. You know, we're not too cool for school. We talk about it all the time. That, you know, we were those kids and now we are those adults. And, and it, it's just, just it's, we're so lucky to do what we do that. And I hope, and I'm sure I'm half in, you know, in five, 10 years time, half of those kids that are watching us now will then be in the same positions we're in. We'll be working together. You know, it's it's really beautiful. It's a beautiful industry. It's a lovely community to be a part of. And it's one that I wanted to be part of when I was younger. And I feel so grateful to be part of now. Absolutely. And it, you reference the legacy of like, you know, Eddie starting and then it's sort of going through the, the varying iterations. But obviously Jamie's coming back, which means that you're part of a different legacy of that show. And do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it always, it always rolls on and moves on. And you, yeah. You're always part of the family. Yeah, it's a constant, you know, evolving thing, isn't it? It's like a it's like a solar system just adding little planets to it, you know, one by one. That's a weird analogy, but we'll go with it. <laughs> and and how amazing for the theatre industry that that a brand new musical that wasn't, you know, was written what eight years ago now or something yeah. uh, is, is 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 going on again and it will hopefully continue to do so and especially really important to 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 tour things and not just expect people to come up to London and pay pay, pay to travel up here that the theatre goes to them and regional theatres are so important and I know Jamie has been a massive thing for Sheffield as is standing at the sky's edge at the moment I mean they're just objectively one of the best if not the best you know regional theatre that we have so it's important that theatre reach 
reaches regional areas for that very reason, because you never know when when a, a diamond is going to come out of one of those places. Yeah, totally. And also, it's it's really nice <clears throat> to see queer focused stories, but also queer led actors uh, playing yeah. these roles. Which, let's be honest, even twenty twenty three, we can talk about some pretty phenomenal progress, but doesn't happen as much as it should if we're working yeah. out of laws of probability. So that must be nice for you. I know that you're you represent a lot of varying different people on stage. That must be, I guess it's the extra part of the job, which is you don't enter into something knowing you're going to be visible for some people, but you are. Yeah. Again, it's one of those things I try not to think about too much to not lose my my shit. <laughs> Most of my friends are queer actors as well. So it's it's a, it's an interesting conversation that we all have, you know, over a bottle of wine. We're also again we are lucky, but we do know that progress is not a finished thing, you know, it has to keep moving and keep changing. And hopefully one day, which may be a pipe dream, but one day it will be so inequivocally equal that it won't even be a conversation absolutely hopefully hopefully in our lifetime but who knows Uh, i think cabaret deserves a lot of credit for for being a part of that journey post design but also the costume design and the fact that there's a lot of mention of programs in pronouns in the program when we're out pronouns in the program which is important have you seen the buses yes i have yeah yeah. there's a bus at the moment with my name on it and a picture of one of the past everyone thinks it's me including my own mother thought it was me (laughs) <laughs> it's not me guys um it's someone i don't know his name but he was in the original cast um but everyone and i think it's because it's quite similar to jamie's blonde hair got his mouth and he's got you know smiling ear to ear he's got makeup on but it's not actually me and my own mother was like wow you're on a bus and i was like no <laughs> how did you tell your mom mom that's not me i don't think i have yet she'll listen to this and she'll she'll find out that that's <laughs> I haven't told her yet. Sorry, mum. We've just ruined yeah. the illusion. I'm so- maybe yeah, maybe yeah. that's a goal for you for this year to get on a bus. Maybe we could do it that way. Yeah, well, I get on the bus every day. But um, <laughs> this is why I don't go to stand-up comedy shows because I am the stand-up comedy show. One of my favourite things to say about myself is it's not a joke, I am the joke, but maybe that works. Yeah, well, well, yeah, that's better. That's better. Damn it. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I would just like to quickly mention Cruella because it was such a phenomenal, phenomenal film. I mean, literally hard slave from you. Was it as fun being part of that as I would hope? Yeah, it was so much fun. It was just as much fun as like, it was like, I, I felt, and I know I did, it felt like walk, stepping into a Disney movie, if that makes any sense. It's like I was watching it and then I just walked through the television. That's how it felt. It was amazing. And again, talk about amazing costumes, Jenny Bevan. I mean, mm. and the makeup, Nadia Stacey, it was just such an incredible experience. And I just pray to God they're writing a sequel with my character in it as we speak. 
but also you're racking up these industry titans that you're working with in terms of leading ladies. I mean, is like iconic, legendary leading ladies now on your rider? Is that the only thing contract. you do? Yeah, it's yeah, in the contract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My final question for you, because you've been, been incredibly kind with the time, and I want you to go to warm up. I'm determined. Okay, to this okay. Happen. I don't know. <laughs> we we joked obviously about the drum roll and being at the part of this production and that being the start of a, a pretty chaotic evening for you. But when that moment happens each night, and you do as an actor get a moment just to take a breath in and out and think okay we're just about to go the travelator's moving the escalator's going let's run what goes through <laughs> he's gesticulating while we're doing that in a funny way what what goes through your mind when you think me as an actor and the hard work that that you've put in has led you to there what goes through the moment on that personal level of and here we go because that's you must feel a great sense of achievement knowing that you've joined a cast and a role through your own devising that is pretty extraordinary this is a big win for you yeah i think i think in those moments it's 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 amazing how many things you can think of at, at one go but you Usually it's just it's just unadulterated excitement for the possibility of the evening. What's going to happen? Am I going to discover something new? Is Amy going to make me laugh on stage in like you know in a in a cheeky way? I can't you know I can't wait to sing this opening number. I, I, who's on tonight? Because it changes all the time, which is always really exciting. Who's in the audience? And and it's really it's just I, I guess it's gratitude in 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 the grander scheme of things to to get to do something that I really love to do, and also something that is you know it's play. I get to play every night, which is who get and in 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 a world where teachers and people that work for the NHS aren't getting paid nearly enough to save people's lives and to mould the minds of the future to get to do something like this which is yes objectively a, a, a teaching in itself and people get a lot from it I'm not saying it's frivolous I'm just saying I'm extremely grateful to to to, to do it because it's always what I've always wanted to do absolutely a pleasure you are amazing in this show thank I'm you. so glad that we got the opportunity to do this so thank you so much a million times and most importantly when you're in that moment tonight please think of me please think I'll of think me I actually will how can I not thank you so much for agreeing to this and honestly most importantly enjoy the ride because you're extraordinary so I really appreciate thank it thank you so much You've been listening to Eleven, the official theatre podcast. Find out more about Eleven at elevenpodcast.com or via the Broadway Podcast Network. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.